how to use LinkedIn to connect with customers, prospects, and clients on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Themes, blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers to you. To find out how Thrive Themes can turn your blog or website into a money-making work of art, go to servenomaster.com backslash Thrive Themes. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I've been circling around LinkedIn for a very long time. I've been a member for years and years and years, at least a decade now, and seen it through all of its iterations, seen it grow. And the thing about this network that separates from all the other social networks is that LinkedIn is a place where people have money. You won't see any high school students. You won't see college students. Most people's LinkedIn profile is simply their resume. So you can look at someone immediately and see just by their job title, just by the heading under their name if they have any money or not. You can tell if they work for real companies or imaginary companies. You can tell where their business is going. You can tell what type of education they have. And if you know about advertising or if you're in business to business sales, you know that targeting people with a lot of money means you're more likely to make a lot of money. You can't sell $2,000 training courses to high school students. They don't have the money. Whereas right now, I'm actually thinking about spending $700 on a course just to help with my vision because I'm having problems with eye strain. In high school, I would have never even considered spending that kind of money. I wouldn't have had it. And then you're trying to get someone to ask their parents for the money. And I've had that before where someone emailed me and said, I want to buy your course, but you have to talk my parents into it. And of course, that's not really something I'm into doing. I don't like two-stepping it. I'd rather the person paying to be actually be the person experiencing the course. When you're approaching LinkedIn, there are a couple of key steps on the path to getting new business, bringing in new business. Of course, you can go down the paid traffic path, but what we want to focus on is how to get business without spending any money. That's the real brass ring we're targeting here. And the first step is to expand your network. If you're trapped in a closed network, if the only people you're connected with on LinkedIn are connected with each other, then your extended network is very small. And the way to see this is to look at your connections. And you can look at your first, second, and third degree connections. And your third degree of connections should be in the millions and ideally in the tens of millions of people. These are the number of people that are within three degrees of separation of you. Your first degree are the people you're friends with. Second degree is their friends. And third degree is friends of friends of friends. The larger that outer circle is, the more people whose radar you can appear on. You appear in their searches. You can appear on their feeds. If you have a popular or trending article, let's imagine you put up an article and one of your friends clicks like or leaves a comment, then one of their friends leaves a comment. You then get access to their entire network. You're now being visible in that third ring, that third degree of separation. And we want to really grow that. And the way to do that is to look for people whose profiles say the word LION or say the word super connector. LION will be all capitalized. L-I-O-N, it stands for LinkedIn Open Networker. It means they'll accept anyone. LinkedIn's original premise is that you can only connect with people that you already know. But that's very limiting and that's how you end up in a closed circle. But there are people who make an entire business of having an, a massive network. And in fact, LinkedIn doesn't even check or limit your number of contacts until you hit 30,000. Once you have 30,000 friends and contacts, that's when you have to ask LinkedIn to manually let you have more. So unless you're there, 
you have a lot of ground to cover. And in fact, I'm not anywhere near that. I have a lot of LinkedIn connections, but I haven't actively pushed my LinkedIn as much as I should. That's why this is on my mind. I'm actually going to start a big LinkedIn push this week, so that's why I'm sharing it with you. The first thing I need to do is expand my network into new places. Now I've connected with a great deal of LinkedIn open networkers, and I'm also connected with a lot of super connectors. Sometimes people call themselves one or the other. They mean the same thing. They mean they have huge number of connections. So imagine you connect with someone with a thousand people in their network. Well, that will add a lot to you, but if you connect with someone in a first degree connection that's 30,000, that's far more valuable. It'll be way more than 30 times more people. You connect with five or 10 open networkers or large network people and you suddenly have a network of millions instead of just hundreds. And this is the beginning of the process and additionally you should have joined groups that are relevant to what you do so that your information starts appearing on people's feeds. Next is to start taking advantage of publishing articles on LinkedIn. The easiest way to do this is to connect LinkedIn to your blog. I use a plugin called Blog2Social. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode, but it's Blog the number two social. You can Google it if you can't find the link. And what it does is automatically post any blog post I write or any podcast episode onto LinkedIn. Before I started using that, I was using a tool called Q, Q, U, 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 connected with Buffer, which is an auto-posting app. It doesn't matter, they all work the same. There's tons of auto-posting apps. And it would take a post from Q, which is a post that's not mine, but it would find a post that goes in line with the stuff I like and automatically post on LinkedIn. And I was amazed to see people clicking like, people leaving comments on these posts that I hadn't even written, which is why after that test, I switched from Q to my own posts. And every single time I post something on LinkedIn, automatically I get some comments, I get some likes, I get some attention. The first step to cultivating your LinkedIn family is to start posting and start putting messages out there. People on LinkedIn will begin to follow you if they like your posts, they will leave comments, and when you have a bit of traction, and it doesn't require much, you don't have to actively pursue anyone. Just build up your network and then start posting. You can then begin to identify your warm prospects. Look for people that are interested in you already. The first is that you can look and see who's actually viewed your posts. Inside of LinkedIn Publisher, if you click on the who's viewed your post page, there's a list of everyone who's interacted with a post and you can sort them by likes, comments, and shares. You can see the people that are actively following you or interested in what you have to say. They're already following your message. So not only do they know who you are, which means they're a warm prospect, they're a fan of your work, which is awesome. You can then connect with them on LinkedIn by sending a personalized connection request, and you can say, oh, I saw you shared one of my posts, I thought we should be connections. Boom, you have instant access to them. Additionally, you can look at the followers. Look at the people who follow you. Look at the people who follow you have the most influence or largest followings. And you can find how people follow you based on seniority, industries, regions. You're allowed to do a lot of sorting on LinkedIn. And whenever you see someone who follows you, who's been following your posts or clicked follow on your profile, and you see that they have either a large following, they're a good prospect, then you just send them a message. Say, I saw that you were following me. I like what I see on your profile. I thought we should be connection. On your updates page, you can see the content that you've interacted with. And what you can look for are people who are following or commenting on the same things that you like. So they're not necessarily following you, but they're in alignment with you, they like the same things you like. And again, you can message them, hey, I saw you liked the same thing, I saw your comment was great on this, thought we should connect. Most people on LinkedIn are savvy enough to know that more connections are better than less. Most people know that you can have a huge number of connections before you run into problems. Finally, take a look at the people who have viewed your profile. LinkedIn shows you how many people have viewed your profile in the last few days, in the last two weeks, last 30 days, depending on how much traffic you're getting. They'll give you different updates, and you can find people that have just checked you out and say, hey, saw you visited my profile, thought we should connect. Remember, building your network is valuable, so even if they're 
not directly a prospect, even if they're never gonna buy from you or not a great customer, adding them to your network expands your reach and one of their friends or one of their friends of friends of friends may eventually buy from you, may eventually connect with you. The second step is to begin to build rapport or a connection or a relationship with these people. This means being proactive on LinkedIn. Now you're going to follow their posts, like their comments, just like people do on Facebook, except for here, it's more professional. So when they write an article you like, you say, wow, that's a great article. I wanna share this with all the people that follow me. They're gonna love that. Comment and share on their articles. Additionally, pay attention to what people actually need. As we talk about in our networking programs, there's nothing more important or more valuable than an introduction. So if you have two people that you know on LinkedIn that you think would be a good connection for each other, just do an introduction. You can do a little introduction in email and that builds up a huge amount of trust. When you give people introductions, they really start to fall in love with you. You can also send them helpful articles and resources. Oh, I saw you were talking about struggling with problem clients. I saw you were talking about uh, jump-starting your car. Here's an article that kind of helps you walk through that process. Hope it helps. Hope it provides some value. And so our initial phase is giving, giving, giving value without asking for anything in return. While we're doing this, we go into phase three, which is where you build up your authority or build up the sense that you're a guru or an expert in your field. When you seem like an authority, when you seem like an expert, there's more demand for your products and services. Your price goes up. You don't have to work as hard to sell. It's a lot easier for an expert to sell something for someone who has no idea what they're doing. One of the best ways to establish yourself as an authority on LinkedIn, once you have some followers, is to start posting authority content. This is where instead of posting stories about your family or kids, you start to post stuff about your expertise. For example, I'm thinking about buying this course to help my eyes. So it's on my mind. The guy just emailed me right before I started recording this and I've been thinking about it. The first post he could put is on LinkedIn, if I saw a post that said something like nine exercises to strengthen your eyes while sitting in a boring meeting three exercises to use before you use your computer each day to protect your eyes. Activities like this, anything that is an activity or a training or knowledge, especially if it starts with numbers, people love numbers. Putting a number in front of a post will get you a lot more comments. People love lists, it's just a fact of life. What's great is that LinkedIn publisher always shows your last three posts inside your profile. So as these look more professional, they have more of a professional graphics, they have a professional image that's the correct size for LinkedIn, and they look like you're sharing authority content, people's perception of you will improve. They'll say, wow, this guy's a real expert. This gal is the real deal. They know everything about this field. Look at the content they're putting out. If you can't figure out what to write about, or you're kind of feeling stuck, you could do what I do, which is look at the competition. Look at what other people are posting out. Look at what other people are writing about who already have the authority you want to capture. So you don't have to come up with new ideas. You can just find someone else, say, oh, this is a topic that was popular for them. I'll write something similar with my own take on it. I'm not gonna steal the content. I'm just gonna take the idea, the concept, like, oh, this person wrote an article about eye exercises for meetings. Here's eye exercises I recommend. Here's my total workout. I don't even need to read their article. You can also find ideas by looking at what your connections are talking about. I love to see what people are talking about in their groups or to each other or posting about, oh, this is what I'm struggling with right now. If a bunch of people following me are struggling with losing their jobs, then I'll post about an article, for example, how to make money while you're in between jobs without risking your job search. Most people who are high level executives and people are losing their jobs all the time now. I work in the job seeker market a little bit with a couple of my partners, a couple of projects I work on, so I'm very aware of this market. They lose a job as a C-level executive. This means they're making six, seven figures a year. They're making serious money. Sometimes the job search can take them 90 or 180 days, that's three to six months, to get another job that pays what they're making before. And for them to take a lesser paying job, 
inhibits them in several ways. Number one, it's a massive cut to their income. And number two, it's harder for them to go to interviews and meetings when they need to go out and pursue those new jobs. If you're stuck at the job paying you $80,000 a month, or a year, a month would be amazing, $80,000 a year, but you need to go to this meeting for a job that might pay you half a million dollars a year, you're stuck in between these two tensions. Then the person will also say, well, we wanted to hire you, we noticed you're working for 80 grand right now for someone else. So they might lower their offer. This is why many people who are looking for jobs don't take lesser jobs along the way. But I could write an article, put out an article that would help them to make money working for themselves, writing articles, using their expertise, doing consulting to fill in the gap, which actually means they can work their own hours, make money, and increase their expertise. They'll say, oh, what have you been doing since you lost your job? Oh, I started a consulting company, I've been pretty busy. The good thing is that I control my own time, that's why I'm able to come to this meeting and see what's going on. But I've already started generating revenue. I've already started replacing my lost income. Instead of being in a weaker negotiating position, they're in a strong negotiating position. As you can see, this would be valuable to people on LinkedIn who are job seeking right now. You can also form strategic alliances, connect with people who are experts in areas that you're not an expert in and say, hey, if you write an article about this, I'd love to share it with my audience. So you can do guest posting, cross posting, connecting, write articles together, do referrals. All of these things are really powerful. You can become an affiliate for someone else who's an expert in another field. So you don't have to worry about lost revenue from recommending someone else who knows something you don't know. I will probably never put out a product on fixing your eyes. My first thought was, if this course works, I wanna be an affiliate. I wanna recommend it to other people because I wanna help other people improve their vision, but I also would like to get paid. Why not get two benefits? But I'm not gonna recommend the course until I fix my eyes until it works. I need to be sure that it actually works. As you build up your network, as you build up your authority on LinkedIn, you'll notice that people start to message you out of the blue. I get messaged quite a bit out of the blue on LinkedIn. It always surprises me because I'm very inactive on LinkedIn. My posts are done automatically via my blog. I very rarely actively add new people. Right now I'm about to do a big push, but even with me being pretty passive on LinkedIn, other than auto posting my blog posts, I get new requests just about every day for people who want to connect with me, and I get a great deal of cold messages. Hey, do you do consulting? Hey, do you help people with this? Hey, do you help people with that? The final thing I want to talk about is your actual LinkedIn profile. And this could be a whole separate podcast episode. This could be a whole series of products. One of my friends sells a product for a lot of money to teach you how to do your profile, but I want to give you the highlights right now. Most people see their LinkedIn profile as a resume, which is dead wrong. You don't need to do that. Your LinkedIn profile should be more like a cover sheet. And it starts off with, here's how I can benefit you. So if you're looking for a job, that means you're in the market and you're looking for headhunters and HR people to see your profile and want to message you, you want to talk about what you can do for their company. What you can do to make companies more money, what you can do to make companies grow. Because that's what they're looking for. Someone who's hiring you, an HR rep, they don't know anything about what you actually do. But if you can say, when you hire me, I'll make you $5 for every dollar you pay me, that rep is gonna look good if they hire you. And that's all I care about. Same thing for headhunters. Headhunters don't actually know what you do. They don't actually know how you program or the nitty gritty. They just know the rough idea so they can figure out what companies they can put you in front of. So you start off by saying, open my profile because I'm awesome. You put me for a job, I'm gonna get it, you're gonna make more money. Because headhunters, they get paid a commission when you get hired. That's their job. So by understanding who you're looking for, you can modify your profile, and then your profile should be a description of why you're excellent, what you do for new companies, the benefits to a new employer. That's what you really focus on. Now for me, I'm probably gonna do a rewrite of my profile this week. I've been thinking about it. I haven't really rewritten it in a long time, 
and a lot of it, I did a rewrite last year because a lot of it was targeted for what I was doing seven years ago, which was looking for local businesses to pursue me, to help them rank on Google when I was doing SEO business a long time ago. And it did bring in clients, it did bring in prospects. But what I want the profile to say now, I'm just deciding where I want to send people. And so you can decide your funnel. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about right now, a couple of ideas. One of them is to send people into my coaching funnel, which is to say, hey, what I do is help people become best-selling authors. I walk people through the process of becoming a best-selling author, and here's why it's good for you. And I could push people and try to sell my high-ticket coaching program, which means a lot of face-to-face -face interaction. But this year, I'm trying to do less coaching. I'm going through a lot of stuff with my family, which means they require more of my time. So I could build a funnel around something more low-ticket. One of my lesser courses, I could say, here's my program for becoming a better writer, which is step one on the path of making money as a writer, writing successful books, writing a bestseller. So I could send someone, instead of to my coaching program, send them into my training program, which is where you're watching videos, downloading PDFs, and learning everything. My Words to Profit Mastery course, which is my most popular course right now, that could be a huge boon and a huge opportunity for all the people who follow me. So that could be where I push people. I could also push people straight to Amazon and say, before you message me, before you ask anything, buy my book to see what I'm all about. You can get on Kindle Unlimited for free. You don't have to pay anything, but you can see what I'm all about and you can learn a huge amount. And the great thing about buying from Amazon, if you hate the book, you can refund it. This is a great way to establish the relationship. So these are some of the ways I'm thinking about driving people, but you have to have a call to action in your profile. What do you want people to do when they visit your profile? Do you want them to send you a message? Do you want them to add you as a connection? Do you want them to click on a link or go to a special page or watch a webinar? Whatever action you want them to do, make it very clear. The benefit of having a link that you want people to go to is that if someone is not a connection of yours, if they're a second or third degree connection, they can't actually message you. LinkedIn doesn't allow you to message uh, distant contacts or they charge you or they, they're always changing the rules. Sometimes you have to pay to be allowed to send five messages a month. Sometimes you have to have LinkedIn Pro, which I don't recommend. You don't need LinkedIn Pro unless you're a recruiter. That's who it's really built for, even though they're always trying to upsell everyone. So if someone visits your profile and they're not able to message you, you know, they're a new LinkedIn user, they don't know about LinkedIn, you have that call to action that tells them what to do, and that will get them to take that action. You can get them into your funnel. I know that if someone buys one of my books, we begin a real relationship. Most people who read, serve, no master then message me. They eventually end up connecting with me, leaving a comment somewhere, leaving a review on Amazon, all gold for me. And a lot of them end up buying one of my more expensive courses or working with me in a coaching program or coming with new ideas. All of these things are very valuable to me. So when you know what you want your prospects to do, when you know how to bring clients into your fold, then you make it easy. Make it easy, easy, easy for people who follow you to go to the next step. I built my LinkedIn profile a year ago before I had any of these programs. The last time I worked on it, uh, I did some graphics since then, LinkedIn has resized stuff. And I have a new girl who manages my social media because I'm not a big social media person. I don't have a lot of time to invest in social media anymore. And she helps with organizing and make sure the share buttons are in the right places and things are connected and helps organize some contests that I'm running. All these different little pieces, these moving parts that I don't have as much time to work on. I'm not a big fan of social media. I don't love talking to people on social media. What I really like to do is talk to people via email or I like to work on my books. Those are my passions. And so finding someone to fill in the gap has really helped me. And with her, we're gonna design a whole LinkedIn funnel, a whole way to bring people as prospects in through LinkedIn. And she's doing it for all the other networks as well, because in this day and age, most people find you via social networks. Already, 
my main source of traffic is Amazon, then I get some traffic from Google, but I'm also getting a lot more and more traffic from social media. People are finding me that way, friends and friends of friends. That may be how you found me. So putting these things in place, making it easy for people to take the action you want, all these are valuable. And I do recommend putting in good custom graphics wherever you can so that your page, even if you work for yourself and you make a business profile, looks really professional. Set up a profile for your actual business and all of these pieces will make things better. It will make you look more professional, help you build that authority. And when people visit your profile, even if it's for the first time, they might be able to take immediate action. Why make it hard for them? You always want to make it as easy as possible for people to take action. And this is how you can find clients, customers, and prospects using the power of LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.